Test, test. Y'all can hear me. Oop. They told me I had to stand real still. <laughs> I'll try not to be a robot. Well, that was great. Our youth here have been tremendous just to see them participating in all the different facets of our church services and the whole feast here. It's been wonderful. And I, I kind of struggled with this sermon. I know Ian prodded me along through the year to get my message. He wanted to do it for, uh, for our, to be on our youth and be on, on Youth Day. So the title, Let No, no One Despise Your Youth, if you would turn to 1 Timothy 4 and verse 12, that's where this title comes from. And it says, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. These were words that Paul was giving a young Timothy at the time. But I tell you today that these words apply to each and every one of us as we go through this we'll go break this verse down uh, in my message today but specifically you know they were for a young Timothy to help help him along he was a young minister at the time Paul was was aged at the time or older giving him uh, admonition help that he he would need so I thought that was, this would be a good scripture to kind of cover. So we'll look at each of these six aspects that I call of, of uh, character development. Work in word and conduct in love, spirit, faith, and purity. The first of these is words. You know, God wants our youth. Can y'all still hear me? Okay. I'm hearing less of me, so he may have refined it back there. But he wants our young people, he wants all of us to be careful what we say. You don't think what we say is important? I mean, just look at the news and look at these confirmation hearings for the Supreme Court. Words do matter. But God wants us, and wants us, especially in our youth, to learn to control what we say learn to control our words because both bad and good can come out of our mouth and we'll go through that we would turn over to Ephesians 4 and verse 29 and it says let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good and necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers and God wants us to speak his words good words edifying words to others not trying to tear people down he wants us to build people up edify help our young people need edification they need help they don't need to hear um, Bad words. They hear enough of that through their peers and others, it's through their school systems and in our society. You know, what advice can I give young people about words? 
be around people that speak good words, that have a, a good lifestyle, a good conduct, good words that proceed out of their mouth. Godly people. We would turn over to James 3 and verse 2. When I was looking through this, through James 3, it's like, oh man. It talks about bridling the tongue and how hard that is to do. Even for people that have been around for a long time. It says it's almost next to impossible to totally bridle the tongue. But let's just look at in verse 2. Where it says, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Those are very powerful words. If you can control your words, well, what controls your words? It's what you put into your mind. So if we're, if we're helping our youth and ourselves put good things into our mind, godly things, and hopefully godly things will be what comes out of our mouth to help edify others, to show others that we are you know, followers of Christ and God. The second area, conduct. This is our entire lifestyle, the way we conduct ourselves each and every day when people are looking and when no one else is around. Well, guess what? God's always around. He knows our every our every action that we do. Like I said, I've, I've spent a little time listening or hear, hearing some of the, the Senate hearings that went on this week. And if you don't think your conduct is important from, from your youth and that people won't come back and look at your high school yearbook to try to drag things out about you, you know, there's nothing in this world that surprises me anymore. So your conduct is very important to God. If you would, let's turn over to Colossians 3 and verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God the Father through him. You know, our deeds are very important to God. We should give thanks to God every, every day and involve God in every aspect of our life. Like I said, even, even the littlest minute details about what we do. We may not think as a young person that, that they're important, but believe me, God is watching. God, God is there, and he will be there to help you. All the, all the way through your life. Like I said, these each of these areas we could spend a whole sermon on, and maybe I might get back to Russellville. I might do that, and that way I'll get Gary off my back, give some more messages, so he can sit back and critique me. He can be like Paul to me, except I'm not young anymore. <laughs> I had a state trooper that made that plane to me a couple years ago. I, I finally figured it out. I, said, I was thinking to myself, am I a young person or am I getting older or middle-aged? What, what am I? So anyway, we, we were driving along, went 
through this speed trap in her one of her hometowns, Waldron, Arkansas. And uh, you know, I, I, I was doing a little bit too fast through this one area, but I will have to admit it was a speed trap. It was an area that was where a school used to be, used to be functional there, but had been in 20 years, but they have not addressed the speed limit sign since. Sign since. So anyway, I, I was guilty. And I said, no problem. I, you know, I know I was doing, doing a little bit fast here, but he comes up the window and writes me the ticket. And I just kind of glance at it to see how, you know, how fast I was doing. And yeah, it's a little bit fast, but I, I guess I, I guess I was going that fast. But anyway, so I kind of looked through it and got your weight, hair color, hair color, and if it's not applicable, <laughs> really, you gonna put not applicable in there? At least I had some gray in my beard. Could you not put gray down? But let me know right then where I stood. I'm, I'm an older person now. So this third area, love. And love for others is one of the hallmarks, one of the trademarks of a true Christian. We would turn over to John 13 and verse 34 and 35. Scriptures we read a lot. But maybe we need to read it again. A new commandment I give you that you that you love one another as I've loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know, we need to teach that to our children as, as they grow up to, to exercise love, you know. And you can boil it down, it's pretty simple. Love, love God and love your neighbor. Honor your parents and your, your parents. You know, you do those things you're not going to fall short in God's eyes. He will, he will help you along the way. You know, He will help to develop. If we look into Him, He will help us to develop a love in our hearts. Motivated by what the, you can give instead of what you can get. The world is all about it. I know years ago, Mr. Armstrong give and get. You know, I heard that as a young person. I said, oh, it's really true. The way that's what it boils down to in this me generation. We got to go beyond help help our fellow man. You know, I've, I've got an elderly lady that lives next to me, and, uh, and throughout the years, I've I've tried to go help her. Go, you don't have to do anything great or magnificent. Just go talk to her. Help. I mean, she she loves this when I go talk to her. Now she loves it when I've cooked fish and I bring her a plate full of fish over. She loves my fish, but uh, she's a wonderful, wonderful lady, and she, you know, you know, just help your fellow man. You know, they don't have to be in God's church. Uh, you know, and this says neighbor. That's your neighbor. It didn't say neighbor in God's church. That's everyone. Everyone you come into contact with. So it's, it's vitally important that we we learn develop this attribute. This character trait in our in our youth, and then continue to develop as we get older, because it takes a lifetime to do that, to really to have true love toward our fellow man, and toward toward our brethren. The next area, spirit. I've seen a lot of spirit. You know, I've seen God's spirit working here. 
at work in our youth. You know, God, I mean, they may not be baptized, but God's Spirit's here working. And I, when I was young, you know, I, I felt God's Spirit working with me even before I was baptized. You know, you, you, it's a process. It, ain't, it didn't happen overnight. God didn't just, at least it, with me, He didn't knock me over the head and say, I'm going to put my Spirit into you and you're going to take it no matter what. It, you know, maybe it was you know, me just being hard-headed, but it took me a little time to finally uh, give myself over to God. But that's, you know, God wants our young people so badly. He wants them to be members in his kingdom. He wants them to be, um, they're going to be rulers in the, in the world tomorrow. You, know, you think about it, who's going to live over into the millennium? Is it going to be... I mean, percentage-wise, it's going to be more younger people, older people. Who's going to be more likely to survive our tribulation and stuff that's coming up on this earth? It's going to be young people. There are going to be lot, lots of you know different age groups, but there are going to be a, a big number of young people that will be there that will need help. Who better to help than our youth that have been trained in God's God's word, His ways? They're, they're going to be there to help those people because they're going to need help. They will have been through hell and back. They've made it to that time. It's going to be tremendous. The, the things that they've gone through, will, they're going to need help, lots of help. And we will have young people there that are learning now that will be able to help these people in the world tomorrow. We took, could turn over to Acts 13, verse 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And there's, you know, like I say, God loves enthusiastic young people because he knows he can take that, that enthusiasm, especially be, being guided by a, people in God's church that he can take that enthusiasm and turn that to him to them to look to him so that he can fill them with his Holy Spirit and like I say you don't have to be an adult or an older person I look at uh, Jeremiah how old was he when God started working there? He was, he was quite young. Late teens, early 20s, I'm, you know, depending on. But anyway, he was young. And uh, God said, I'm going to make you a prophet. And Jeremiah said, what? You're going to do what? But a youth. That's why my sermons, you know, don't, don't let anyone despise your youth just because you're young. God has used many young people. He just, I could go on and list name after name. Daniel, uh, Meshach, Shadrach, uh, Abednego. So the faith that Daniel showed when he was very, very young. In his teenage years, early 20s, these were young people that God used. You know, Ruth, several 
several others. David. He was he was anointed by Samuel as a teenager, very young. And before that, I mean, he was killing the Philistine who defiled his God. God, God was with him and he helped turn that spirit that David had. And, you know, David had his problems, but he, he, he developed in all of these areas we're talking about. The faith, the spirit, love. Great love toward God. Man after God's own heart. God wants our youth, all of us, to be that way. To be a man after God's own heart. Turn to John 15, verse 11. These things have I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. God wants our youth to be filled with joy. And they will be filled with joy. If they turn, we help turn them to God, and they, they accept God, and you know, the sky's the limit. They, they will have awesome opportunities now and in in the future in the world tomorrow and they can help others today just being around their peers that may not fully accept what they do or what they believe but they'll know that hey this this person stands for something and that's you know maybe i need to look into <laughs> to what he's standing for be an example you know that's what this scripture is saying to be an example to to the brethren to be an example to others around you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our next area, faith. When we are saved through faith, we must grow in Christ through faith. We turn over to Romans 1 and verse 17. <clears throat> For in it the righteousness, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. God wants, our, wants all of us to live by faith. He wants our, our young people to live by faith. Because their faith will help them. It will help them when they have to go through struggles in life. When they have to go through hard times. can assure you that <clears throat> Daniel had tremendous faith going through what he went through and what his fr friends had to go through with the fiery furnace and what he had to endure with the with going into the lion's den I'm sure he he was he had a little bit of fear but I think that fear quickly turned over to realizing his faith in God was going to help him through. It didn't take long before he realized that, that God is who he says he is. He's, he's real. He's, he's doing what he said he would do. You know, he told the prophets, they told Jeremiah that. I'll, 
don't worry about what to say. I'm gonna put the I'll put the words in your mouth. And I'm not gonna let any, anyone harm you, hurt you. He promised him that. And he promises each of us that. Even our young people. He will continue to work with us. He's not gonna desert us if we continue to do what we're supposed to do. Have faith. <clears throat> Excuse me. Getting a little bit dry, but I'm, I'll make it through. Purity. God wants to use each and every young person, and He wants to set them apart from the damaging influences of sin. And He wants to fill them with His Holy Spirit. And why, why does God warn us, especially in our youth, about things that can make us impure? Because He cares about us. He wants us to uh, not have to suffer consequences. Because when you do certain impure things, you're going to suffer consequences. God tells you that. The people that have gone through that... Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Just hang on just one second. Thank you. But we live in an impure world. Kids don't have to go very far to have wrong influences in, around them. We would turn over to... <coughs> Excuse me. To Ephesians 5 and verse 5. This is kind of a, a negative verse about what happens when we don't when we're not, we're not pure. For this, you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an adulterer, has any inheritance in the kingdom of God, kingdom of Christ and God. Pretty plain. This, of course, this is not talking about an occasional slip up. If we slip up in in one of these these areas, you know, an area in life that causes us to be impure. This is talking about a way of, of way of life. And but God doesn't want us to slip up at all. I mean, He He really doesn't because I mean we can, but these things can have consequences. Emotional, physical, they have their consequences. Let's turn over to Philippians four and verse eight. a little bit more positive verse on this subject. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is any, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You know, our 
<clears throat> the purity in us, it starts up here. In our, well, wherever it is. Somewhere in there. In our minds. That's where the, we've heard sermons already. The ba- that's where the battlefield is. It's in our mind. We have to control what we put into our minds. We've got to help our young people. Control what they put into their minds. Help them. Help them to be around like minds. People that have the same values that they have. That can put, help them to have, uh, live a good and godly life growing up. So vitally important. So in closing, I know this is going to be a long day, so... 25 minutes has been long enough for me. But just a few more minutes in closing. How can we help our young people develop in these areas? How can we do that? Well, just read one more. We started out in 1 Timothy 4.12. Down in verse 13, it says, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Each of these areas are vitally important for us as Christians and our, and our young people as well. For reading, spending time with God, putting God's words in their life and applying them in our lives. Helping us to learn to become true followers of our Creator. Exhortation. exhortation. We we'll turn over to Hebrews 10, verse 24. And it says, And let us consider one another to stir, in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some, but exhorting, exhorting one another. And so much more as we see the day approaching. We look around us, I think we see the day approaching. Uh, I'm not setting dates, but if you look at what's going on in the world, I think we can see that the day is getting closer. So much more that we need to lift up each other, exhort, help help each other. Because Satan is a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And in doctrine, it's very important what we believe. And then holding fast to those words, holding fast to good words. Our final scripture here, turn to Philippians 2 and verse 14. And it says, Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may be blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. That sounds like the generation I'm, we're living in right now. Among whom you sh- shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that you may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I, it, I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Holding fast to good words, holding fast to the things we've learned, 
from God and not succumbing to the evil around us, but being light. Being light. Lights in the world out there to the people around us. So once again, I'll close and say, you know, don't, just because you're young, don't let people despise you. Thank you, Rick. Okay, at this time, uh, we're, we're blessed to have uh, two more scripture readings uh, by Hannah Andrews and Abby Dennis. So if you would, bless, both please come up. Thank you. Twelve twenty-eight through 31. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked,